Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. They're longtime friends. Let me tell you something real quick about Dibs that I'm sure not everybody knows. <laughs> and first time partners. Hang in there, big guy. There'll be bright days ahead. Now these two homegrown Bay Area boys finally come together to take over sports talk. Get the hell off of my doorstep. Major League Baseball, you steam. It's Willard and Dibs ah! on 95.7 The Game. Oh, my goodness. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for this all week, and quite frankly, I've been waiting for this for uh, probably even longer than that. Welcome, dude. F.P. Santangelo is in here on 95.7 The Game. Uh, get over to YouTube. We'll take your phone calls all afternoon, 888-957-9570. Yeah, there's Warriors stuff. There's Niners stuff. Uh, maybe uh, Yamamoto will break here in the uh, in the next four hours. Who knows? Oh, you gave me a big luck, huh? <laughs> maybe will. Yeah. How are you, bud? Man, this good. is yeah, good. Good to good to see you, man. What's going on? Dude, it's just good to be back on the air. It's, it's, yeah. I, I can't thank everybody enough. Like literally, my, my time over at the other station was wonderful, but like to be over here with you guys and just be over here for a couple of hours and see how it goes on this side. You know, if, if, if you can't beat them, join them is what I always said. So it's just nice to be here. And you could see why you guys are a together group. Everybody's cool here. Oh, I mean, and I got that vibe from the second I walked in the door. Well, so I'm happy to be here. because you've only been here for a few hours. <laughs> just hang out. And actually, first commercial break, I'll tell you all the dirt. Yeah. I mean, everybody who hates everybody, it's uh, uh, it'll, it'll probably take all of the breaks. But no, anyway, it, it, it is awesome to have you. Uh, we invite everybody to uh, to interact, say hi. Really, really cool to uh, to to see you here. But um, yeah, gosh, those were uh, some interesting thoughts that that you just kind of threw out there a minute ago when we were talking about the pool thing. And uh, Grandy, I don't even know if we have this up yet. Do you have the Steve Kerr stuff on Jordan Poole yesterday? Yeah, let, let's listen to this. Um, tomorrow night, Jordan Poole is going to be here, and FP, I'll let you know. Um, our audience knows. I've been hard on him. I, 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 I've been, I just, I have thought throughout a lot of the year that what was taking place was much larger than one high profile awful incident, which was clearly not his fault, but that there was something much more to it. Um, and, uh, and you could see clues about it. You mentioned Steph Curry throwing the mouth, mouthpiece and, and then there's also just a basketball thing. I got to the point where I'm like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel like winning basketball to me. So I've been, I've been very, very hard on the guy. But um, even that said, yeah, like I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna boo the guy. But I also don't, I don't, as a Warrior fan, have the emotion inside me of go to the game tomorrow night and I can't wait to stand up and uh, and applaud the return of Jordan Poole. It's somewhere in between all of that. I'm with, I'm with you, and I was hard on him last year too. Yeah, uh, like I said in the handoff, that 
he was making me pull my hair out. And I've never been more frustrated with an athlete before. My mom went to the University of Michigan. I grew up maize and blue. So the fact that he went to Michigan yeah. and in 22 was just straight leading them to a championship. And my favorite player, and then the next year he comes back. And, you know, it's well chronicled. Didn't have a good year. It seemed like he was forcing it. He seemed a little more selfish. Like he wanted to be the man all the time. And he was going to drive no matter if there was 10 guys in front of him and, and, and charging and the ball out of bounds and dribbling off his foot and just... He was just out of sorts all last year, and he regressed big time. Yeah. So I was hard on him too on the radio on air because I was frustrated. And I think a lot of uh, a lot of um, the people I talked to were frustrated too. A lot of family members, my son. We were just like, "What happened to Jordan Poole? So I'm in between too. I, I, if I go to the game tomorrow night, I'm not going to give him a standing ovation, but I'm not going to boo him because the bottom line when you do this for a living is you want a ring. And it's the only reason I ever played. Never got one as a player, as a broadcaster, I have a few. But, like, that's the only reason you play. So if a guy does that for my city, I'm not going to say it, it It supersedes everything because there's another guy with four rings right now that's that's on my S list in Draymond for, for the, being selfish. The whole suspension thing and what he does and his agenda with referees and other players, that's selfish to me. Because if you're not out there for your teammates, you're, you're just being selfish. And I think both of these guys, in some senses... Are selfish. I thought Jordan Poole last year tried too hard to show he was the guy and force things that weren't there instead of the extra pass. And then maybe it comes back to you and that's how that whole thing works. I don't know. I'm right with you. I was hard on him. I, I'm kind of ambivalent to tomorrow night, to be honest. It's really kind of interesting. The more I've thought about it, uh, I, I wonder if he ended up in a spot, if you will. And the behavior you're even talking about right there, to me sort of feels like something that should have happened before the contract. That's what you usually see. You see a player who, it's like the, the arc, right? You get into the league, and then you show you got a little something, and then you show you can score 20, and then you show you can score 20 consistently, and if you're in your early 20s and on your rookie deal, that's the moment where you're like, let's be honest. We all, oh, we want a championship, and I want to play for this city. No, you want to get paid. You want to take care of your life. Um, that's what everybody is after as a young player. And I always thought this was going to come to a head at some point. And so imagine for a moment you're Jordan Poole and you're looking at where you've been drafted and where you're playing. Um, you know that contract time is coming up. An offer gets put in front of you for guaranteed money that will take care of the rest of your life. Obviously, you sign it. But in his heart of hearts, wouldn't it have been better if that offer had come from somewhere else? Jordan Poole wanted, as you said, to be the man. They, every player wants to show that they can have a team. I can think of high-profile examples where this has happened in the past. James Harden in Oklahoma City. They were a very good team. They were on the cusp of a championship. But he didn't want to play behind Westbrook and Durant anymore. So he's going to the Rockets. Years before, Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady were teammates. Gosh, we could be special in Toronto. Free agent time comes up. Carter, gone. I'm sorry, Tracy, gone. Going to Orlando. I need my team. That's how Jordan felt because, look, we're still, we're, we're talking about Clay getting re-signed again. When was Jordan ever going to start? He was never going to start. He was going to have to turn 30, potentially, before he starts. That's not... That's not ideal. And so I think that also got into his head in terms of even after signing a contract, he wanted to show everybody who he thought he could be. Or, or that he was worth the contract. 
and then you try to live up to the contract. Yeah. And, and, and I've seen guys that that have a tr more trouble dealing with success than failure. There's so much failure involved in professional sports, right? You know, in baseball, you fail seven out of ten times. You're in the Hall of Fame. In, in basketball, you get whatever your shooting percentage is, if it's you know forty something percent from threes, you're you're doing great. That means you're missing sixty percent. So there's failure involved. You get the big contract, you become successful. And it changes you, man. It's called being a human being. I, I had one two-year deal with the Dodgers. And all of a sudden, I'm driving a Mercedes. And I'm staying in a nice house. And things that I'm not used to because always the salmon swimming upstream my whole career. Yep. And I was always, you know, just um, fighting for every paycheck. And then I, I took a deep breath two-year And I hit like 196. And it felt weird driving a Mercedes. It felt weird staying in a nice house. And all of a sudden, I had trouble dealing with success. I saw teammates that, you know, all of a sudden, they're just coming in the locker room, hung over every Every day with all the designer clothes on and maybe doing things off the field they didn't do before um, and let your mind wander with that one and, and and so we're used to failure as athletes we don't like it we fight it we battle it to get to success but then once we get to success it's human nature if 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 95.7 gave you a 10-year deal for all the money in the world tomorrow would you prepare for your show as hard as you prepare for it right now? Or would you take a deep breath and say, there's more date nights, honey. We're going to these fancy restaurants. And maybe take a deep breath and say, I've arrived. i got a tenure. I have security yeah. forever. Well, I'm our, good. our program director is standing right there. So the answer is yes. <laughs> yes. He doesn't even know what but you asked. It, it's if human you gave me a tenure deal, would I prepare as hard the next day? Look at me. Yes. You probably would. I would. Oh, you probably would. <laughs> Not. No, but it's human nature to take a deep breath. It, it is. Of course. And it looked like to me that he took the proverbial deep breath. Well, and, and before he could even take a deep breath, right, he gets clocked in the face and the whole thing goes sideways. So I, you, you can't eliminate that from the whole thing. But I've long believed this. I'll never have it in ink. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not a warrior. I'm not behind the scenes. But um, I always have a hard time trying to say this without it sounding like I'm blaming a victim. I'm not. There's nothing that Draymond did last year in this situation that's okay. But I do think that that was a product of something bigger. I don't think that Draymond would have done that no matter who was inbounding the ball that day. I think he only would have hit that guy. There's something going on with that whole relationship, Jordan and the rest of the guys, that was chirpy, it was under people's skin, it makes a personality like Steph Curry roll his eyes, it makes a personality like Clay go, eh, take an extra boat trip, and it makes a personality like Draymond go, brother, I'm going to punch you in the face. And that's not okay, but there was something going on there, I feel. Well, it had to be from last year, and the weird part about that is it, when you win a championship, man, that brings the families closer together. You're celebrating together. You're in the float. You're in a parade. You're pouring champagne on each other's oh. head. It brings everybody involved in the organization together like family. When you win a championship together and you experience, it's unbelievable. I've been lucky and tend to do it with the Giants in 2019 with the Nationals. It just brings everybody to another level. So the fact that that happened, March so early in the season means there was something from last year. Or I don't know why it happened so early in the season because usually in camp or spring training everybody loves everybody. Yeah, you just—it's like the first day of school. I can't wait to see you. It's been a while. Like, what do you? What'd you do? Like, we were partying. We were last time we were together. We were effed up. That was awesome. And then here we go. Let's do it again. So the fact that it happened so early because when you're on a bus, on a plane, in a locker room, on a wherever, 
every day for seven months, yeah. man, we get each other's nerves, man. Like we do. Yeah. And then if there's a fight during the season, whether it was Jeff Kent and Barry Bonds, whether you say Draymond and Jordan halfway through the season did this. That's understandable, understandable to me because, dude, shut up. You're talking too much. You're chirping too much. You're out too late. We've got to police ourselves. Not that the punch is ever acceptable, but it would have been understandable to me had it happened after 40 or 50 games. Okay, I get it. But right out of the gate, first well, day of school, basically. And, and, and two weeks after they were in Asia and Clay Thompson's making what just felt like a snide remark but felt different after you watched this unfold where he was like, yeah, I mean, Jordan, Jordan could always use... Uh, you know, getting his hat in his hand a little bit. I don't remember the exact quote, but he was like, Jordan could use coming down a few notches. And he said it as a joke, and so everyone was like, oh, you know, they're boys or whatever. But that's what it felt like to me. I've long, I've long compared the Jordan Poole year to, uh, to uh, gosh, what's the movie with, uh, you know, Kaiser Soze, Usual Suspects. Uh, this is an old movie now, but for those of you, do you ever see Usual Suspects? I haven't. Okay. Um, it, it's one of these things where, like, the, the, the villain is right underneath everybody's nose the whole time and they don't know. And there's a scene at the end of the movie where the villain is basically using all of these visual posters that are in a room right behind the police officer to make up a story. And then... Okay, they let him go, and he walks out the room. And the police officer, over time, then looks around the room and starts to put the puzzle pieces together because he can see all the pictures behind him and realize he's been had. And all it's like after the fact, you went, oh, this puzzle piece, and this puzzle piece, and this puzzle piece. So when you get to the end of the year and you go, remember what Clay said in Asia? Then Steph threw a mouthpiece. Then Draymond walked off the court in the middle of a play. And then Clay Thompson is hucking his hands up in the air and walking toward the bench. You put all of this together, and I'm like, stop telling me that, that everything was normal. It wasn't. It can't be, You right? could tell just by watching them play. Right. Taking all those great examples you just said, just watching them play. The one thing I think you and I are both leaving out of this is if I'm 22 years old and I win a world championship, and then in that offseason, after partying like a rock star, mm -hmm. I'm on the best team in the NBA. We're a worldwide brand. Wherever we go, we're the Beatles. I'm 22. And then you give me a big contract. And now I'm 23 with all those things. I don't know 22-year-old me could have handled that. 22-year-old me might have been Jordan Poole. Oh. 22-year-old me might have needed to get humbled if I had all that going on. 33-year-old me might have been yeah, Jordan Yeah, 50-something-year-old me might need to get punched. Yeah. Absolutely. That no. That that's a completely fair point. And I also believe um, he may not have even been able to admit it. I bet he didn't want to be a warrior anymore. Because think about that now. Probably, a, probably from the day he got smoked. That's that's a yeah. Well, but but even before that, because remember the contract gets signed before that. If I'm Jordan, I'm 22. I've got a ring. I've now got 125 million dollars coming, guaranteed. Okay, what's left? I also just signed up to back up Stephen Clay for six years. And there's a big bully on my team. That's not what I probably want. I have to say that I do. Yeah. I'm probably not the right spot for him. So I just, I, I think all of that. So here's what Steve Kerr said to us yesterday when he asked uh, what kind of emotions he's going to have uh, with regard to tomorrow night. Well, number one, I'm excited 
for him because I know our fans are going to give him an enormous ovation, and he deserves that. You know, he's a champion. Uh, we don't win that championship in 22 without Jordan. Played a huge role there. He's an unbelievable success story. You know, 28th pick in the draft. Played that first year that I referenced when we had the worst record in the league, and we really threw him into the deep end. He wasn't ready and, and uh, took his lumps and then just went to work and put in so much great work and turned himself into the player that, that he's become. And, and uh, our fans, they recognize all of that, and so do all of our players and coaches. So uh, we're going to welcome Jordan back with open arms uh, on uh, Friday, and we're, we're excited to see him. <laughs> I, I love the answer. Because it's so like, so we know that every fan already feels this way. Right, fans? Did everybody hear that? We know that you're going to go crazy for Jordan Poole. Right, fans? I get why he's doing it. I'm not saying he doesn't feel that way. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that simple. It's complicated. It's complicated. So I wonder. I wonder, we wonder. We'd love to hear from you. 888-957-9570. What would you do? And, and I don't mean that, like, you know, boo or cheer. Nobody's booing. But what does this feel like to you? How do you want to welcome Jordan Poole back, if at all? We'd love to take your calls. Uh, Chase Jackson Davis is on the show today, right? Do we have a time yet? We're still working on that, Luke. Still working? Still working? Dot, dot, dot. Dot, dot, dot. It's... It depends when they get done with their stuff. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, yeah still up in the air. But he's coming on. TJD is going to be on the show today. Uh, and don't miss the kickoff show, Monday with Larry Kruger and Lowe Neal. Two hours before the start of the game, Monday. Join us, Hilton Santa Clara, delicious food, drinks, best pregame show in the Bay. God, check it out. It's all presented by Habis Law. You've been wronged. Habis Law is going to fight to make it right. Call 1-800-INJURED or visit HabisLaw.com. And if you didn't notice, FP is here. FP Santangelo in for dibs. It's Willard and Dibs. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Now, 
back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Um, we got a lot of stuff that uh, that Steve Kerr said to us yesterday that we'll get to. TJD is going to be on the show with us a little bit later. We'd love to hear from you, 888-957-9570. And FP Santangelo is here if you're just joining us. FP, um, joining 95.7 The Game. Dude, I'm honestly, I mean, we might say it every single segment, dude. I'm thrilled that you're here. And uh, and looking forward to having some fun with you today, and you'll have a blast with Bonte tomorrow morning. Dude, life's been weird for a minute, I and, and it throws you some curve, some three two change ups every now and then. But uh, you know, you, you learn from them, you move on, and I couldn't be more excited to be here. You guys seem like you, you just get it, and th- th- you can tell why. Well, I, I, I'll say this too about our, our lovely industry: uh, they love to do things at the holidays, don't they? <laughs> it's so fun. It's just like here you go, Merry Christmas. Dude, you were talking about like how busy it is, and and, and, oh, and dear. It, I, you know, and then Matt. Was talking, he was talking about uh, Christmas shopping. I get the best built-in excuse ever this year. I got laid off. I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I, like, I, I, I can't afford anything. I can't afford anything. Uh, yeah, I'm just yeah. my presence at Christmas is all I have, and not, not presents. Presents. I got the opposite <laughs> problem. The kids are looking at me, going, "Dad, I know you work eight jobs, and uh, so therefore we rarely see you." I hope with all of those jobs, you're able to afford. You know, like, well, what do you think? Fifteen gifts, twenty gifts each. Uh, no, man, it's it's crazy, but uh, it's a fun time of year. Hope everybody, I always say this around the holidays, too, especially since some of you are cruising around right now and you're looking for a parking spot at the mall or there's extra traffic or you've got to get to your kids who knows what. Like today we did the, the uh, traditions feast at my son's fourth grade. The whole fourth grade came into the room and everybody had to have a dish and we all went over there and ate, although most of the parents kind of looked at it and said, oh, the kids just touched all of that, so maybe let's not eat, let's stay healthy for the holidays, but whatever, like whatever you're running around doing, I just think it's a little bit easier this time of year to kind of lose your mind for a second, and I always just try to like, close your eyes for a second, not while you're driving, but like, all those other cars around you, like, they're doing it too. They're doing it too. They're all freaked out also, trying to get to where they're going. So hopefully, uh, we're going to sit here and have a conversation for, uh, for a few hours and, uh, and help you get to wherever you're going, and it's going to be fine. Yeah, and if somebody pisses you off, flip them off. Flip them off. Flip them off. It's, give them the bird. Right. Nothing says Merry Christmas. like Or, a good... or, or maybe even a, just a little love tap. <laughs> a, little, a little bump. You know, just a little reminder. And if you honk, lay on it. Like, lay on sit it. on it. East Coast, lay on it. <laughs> You honk your horn, it, it, dude. Living on the East Coast for eleven oh, years, God. I've I have a little bit of different attitude now, and so I'll be in the car with my kids and I'll hit my horn. Like I'm, the horn is for a reason. It's it's, it's in every car. And in yes. the East Coast, we <laughs> used to use the horn, and now you do it. And my kids are like, Dad, Dad, what are you doing? <sighs> and everybody looks at you. I, the sidewalk stops, oh. and everybody turns. Like who's the a hole honking their horn? Seriously, that's me. I got honked at today. You ever do this? I got honked at where I'm like, I didn't do what you think that I did. I live in an area that's got very narrow streets. And I think somebody thought I was just kind of riding the middle a little bit too much. So people get stressed because, you know, like spatial awareness, whatever. Some people are like, that was way too close for comfort. And so I'm already past the person. They're like, what? And I'm like, what? And I, my personality is very difficult for me. I want to stop the car and get out and go talk to the person. Yeah. I don't want to drain on them. I'm not a fighter. Yeah, but that person could be carrying. I know. I don't. But my personality is, can I I explain to you why what you just did was wrong? Yeah. 
It's very negative. It's a bad personality trait. I judge cars by their horn. Oh, <laughs> I do. I just got a new car. I mean, a new car to me. Uh, about three weeks ago, and the horn sucks. Oh, I it, honked on the other day, and like it went. Road it no, it went. It went I'm like, what just happened? Did the horn run out of batteries? That's a California like, horn. Like, it died. Like you said, is there a shelf life? There? Is there a timer on the horn in this new car? Oh, Almost took funny. it back as the horn. <laughs> Terrible, dude. Yeah, no, you have to have a, um, a, a you know, like a horn with some fuzz on it. You yeah. can't do one of them meep meep you, like that. I mean, if it was up to me, it'd be like the semi truck oh. horn with the, the the rope, and I would just blow people away if I could. Did you ever do that when you're a kid? Like oh, yeah. when you drive by yeah, and always. Yeah, that was the best. Highway five. Yeah. Shout out. Let's go to Mark and Milbray. Um, hey, Mark, what's going on? You're on with uh, you're on with FP. What's up? What's up, fellas? What's going on? How are you? Uh, uh, pretty good. To me, I felt like I love Jordan Poole for what he helped the Warriors win the title. And everything he did. But to me, I just felt like they needed to move on from him. I don't think the punch had so much to do with it, even though that factored into it. I just felt like a lot of times being at games, Curry, and he loves everybody. You see how annoyed he would be because Paul would go out of the team's offense and do whatever he free ball. And he would consistently do that. Clay, I just felt like he wears his welcome out. And I think the organization did what was best. And now you're seeing even it's even worse now on an awful franchise like Washington, who is not close to being a title team, They're, they can't stand him already. He's only been there a couple of months. So to me, I think Jordan Poole's role, if he recognizes it as being a sixth man, would be perfect. But he thinks himself as a superstar number one, and that's why he is. To me, I think he's a perfect guy as a sixth, seventh man, When you or you got a bunch of injuries and you need a guy to come in to give you a walking bucket. He can do that for you, but he doesn't think himself as a Curry type, and that's why I think a lot of guys are just agitated to work him. And I think Washington's already regretting that trade, so uh, they'll give him an ovation tomorrow night, deservedly so. But I just don't think JP recognizes who he is in this league, and I don't think he ever will. Those are just my thoughts. Mark, would, Mark yeah, oh, go ahead. No, would you boo him or yeah. cheer him tomorrow yeah, night if you were at the game? I'm going to give him. Uh, I'm going to give him a, a nice round of applause. You, you got to recognize what he did. But uh, I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people there boom at Chase uh, tomorrow night. I would be. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate it. I don't think we're going to get that, are we? So, Wes, nobody boos. Yeah. Nobody boos. You got to really earn your boo. I mean, that's. I did an hour on that one night on East Coast versus West Coast, and Giants fans don't boo. Niners fans, your own team I'm talking about. Did you get booed when you came back as a Dodger? I got booed as a Dodger in Dodger Stadium. <laughs> I did. I, I promise you, and that's when I'm like, I'm over this place. You guys can all go f yourselves. I'm yeah! done with this place. Let's go. I, it's not Dodger my dogs suck. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm saying that they do. They're totally overrated. Yeah, I got booed. Um, that's funny. Yeah, there's only one thing other than a Dodger that I think here in the Bay Area you you can freely boo, um, and that is the wave. Yeah. When we do the wave, you boo the people who are doing the wave because those people don't know what they're doing. Who does the wave? There are people. There are people. I did a whole show uh, about that. I went. It was something. I went on a vacation, and uh, there was a game, and I was watching from wherever the hell I was. I think I went to Yosemite or whatever. Like, and uh, and over at Oracle, they're doing the wave. Now, the Giants were in a losing streak or whatever the hell was going on, I don't know. But, but I, like, 
I did a whole show. I came back. I go, I leave here for four days. And you people, like, what is happening? And everybody, like, a lot of people don't understand sort of the joke behind it, which is like, you'll get the serious response. It's like, oh, Oh, fuddy-duddy, you got a problem with what other people do, paying tickets they should be able to do? Yes, of course, I'm not advocating someone being thrown out, and I'm not anti-fun. But, like, I do get triggered by it, because the wave to me signifies that you're bored. And I know that some Giants fans are like we are. Yeah. And that's fine. I'd say most Giants fans would tell you that now. But that's now. This was back when they were in the midst of winning 107 games. It's like... It to me it just signifies that that I don't know you're not you're not in to what's going on. You got people out there who are playing baseball, and uh, you're not even going to give them the respect of watching what they're doing. Instead, you're uh, you're doing the wave. It's not our thing. It's just not our thing. Are you a booer guy? Have you ever booed your own team? No. Or a player on your own team no. as a fan? No. Won't do it. Yeah, I won't either. I actually had a, you know, like, I don't want to bring everybody down, but you'll remember this. I, some of our listeners won't. But, like, the Donnie Moore thing, um, I, I made a, an agreement with myself as a kid. I'm like, I will never boo the players on, on my team. Because, quite frankly, I, I sort of looked at it almost even as a strategic competitive thing as a fan. There's only, like, I don't know, what, we don't have an effect on a game other than, like, right, you know, the energy you can create in a building. And I'm like, if you're rooting for your team to do well, then why would you behave in a way that's probably going to make whatever they're doing even worse? Like, when you get booed, does it motivate you to do well? Or no, dude, it, it hurts. It, it, or does it take, yeah, it takes I, your, your, your mentality away. You know what we don't think of? Mark, I've talked to Giants players about this. And they'll go in their locker after a game, and they'll have a tough game, and they read the comments on their Instagram. Yeah. This is something I didn't have to go through, yep. and they said, it is awful. The things that Giants fans say to Giants players if they have a bad game. They're like, we all talk about it. Like, we'll go on the comments below, like, whatever, if I post something or there's a picture of me on on Instagram. And it's like, you gave up four runs tonight. You suck. Go kill you. I mean, terrible stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, awful stuff. And and I joked about being booed as a Dodger at Dodger Stadium. And that, at the time... That crushed me, man. I would go home, almost be in tears, like, I suck, I hate it here, these people suck, I suck, what am I doing here? You know, it's hard when you're own fans. And if you're on the road and they boo you, that means you're good. That means you're good. It means you're really good. Yeah, that that, that fires you up. But when your own fans boo you, man, that that sucks. And I like the West Coast Five. I I know in Philadelphia this year when Trey Turner was struggling and they all gave him that standing O, and he was walking in the box and just kind of looked around and season took off after that. That right there, that instance showed you how powerful fans, how much power fans have toward us as, I, as players. I, I don't even know how that happened in Philadelphia. It was just organic. But All of a sudden. so not them. Yeah. And, and so not them. And he was going home every night before that. And I can't imagine how he felt. Obviously, people say, well, he's making $40 million a year. That, that's great. But that doesn't like help your feelings at night. So, I mean, baseball players and athletes are real people, yep. man. There's real people in those uniforms. So, yeah, I get what I was told. Like, if a fan boos you, it's a cheer turned inside out, right? They just, they're ready to cheer for you, and then you screw up, and they're like, yeah, boo. They're disappointed. So, yeah, but if, you, if it's consistent, like if Jordan Poole gets booed tomorrow night, which he won't, I'll bet you a lot of money he won't. I, I, I agree. 
he, that's not cool. He, he won't take that well. He'll be like, ah, whatever. But, like, when he gets home and he calls his folks or whatever, he's going to be like, that sucked, man. I won a championship yeah, for those guys. Seriously. I'm even just trying to think, you know, and I'm not. I, 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 like, we do what we do for a living. You go to enough games that you sort of lose the fire to... I, I, I don't go to games and heckle people. I don't go to games and, like, there's only one game I can think of even in recent memory where I really lost my ass and uh, in a good way. And it was the Patrick Bailey walk-off homer last year. I don't know if you remember that. Yeah. Line drive down the line. Yeah. It, it, but it was for, like, different reasons. Like, uh, my son had gone to Giants camp last year, and these were the tickets that you get that come with Giants camp. So he's there with all of his buddies. And uh, and we cruise around and just had the greatest day at this game. And the Giants were also on a losing streak. And um, and I was just like, I wanted this game for him. Like, he wanted it. He had a full uniform on, and we're watching the game. And the Giants kind of had it. And they and choked. They, and then they choked it. Yeah. And they blew it. And I was so bummed for him. And when Bailey hit that thing out down the left field line, I almost fainted. Like, I was jumping up and down so high. I'm like, I must have looked like an absolute buffoon. But I almost fainted. I was so happy for, for, for him and for the losing streak was over. But I don't, usually, I don't usually do that. But I'm trying to think of how I am going to react tomorrow night. It probably just, you know. You clap. Yeah, but like I'm not going to, I'm not getting out of my seat and going crazy in a good way either. Just being honest. I think most people will because there will be, you get caught up in the moment, right? Okay. It's not just be, it's not just going to be. Welcome back, Jordan Poole. <laughs> it's going to be music and a highlight video, and they're going to pump it all up. They and they're, they're going to, it's going to be a crescendo, right? Yeah. And then at the very end, you're going to get caught up in the moment, and everyone's going to cheer. You might be right. Yeah, they, they, it's it's a show. It's the show. Well, it's going to be a show. I'll let I'll let my uh, I'll let my boys. Both my sons will be there as well. Um, and uh, yeah, no, my 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 lady and and her daughters, and we're all going to be there. Thank you, Mark Grady. Um, I'll let them lead the way. I'm curious. I don't know how my sons will react. You're driving over there. You're like, kids, we're going to boo Jordan right. Poole tonight. <laughs> and when we get out of this car and we get to Chase Center, I want boos on the boat. That's like if you were in Philadelphia, that's oh. how they drive to the game in Philadelphia. You want popcorn? New York? You listen to me right you, now. You boo this MFR. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Evan in Oakland. You're all willing in FP. Hey, Evan, what you doing? Hey, I just wanted to say... Jordan Poole contract, the worst thing Bob Myers did in his tenure. I'm going to disagree with you, Evan. But, but, but Evan, think about... Okay. No, no, no. I'll let you finish, but... Someone say the Draymond contract. Well, like, if, he, if you don't give him that contract, Evan, you don't get anything for him at all. He just leaves. Well... I don't think you had to give him all that money. Maybe you're right. He's an awful basketball player. He can well, basketball, but he's an awful basketball player, and he's an awful teammate. Would you and boo him tomorrow night if you're at the game, or you cheer him? Um, I'm either silent or I boo. Wow. Let's keep track. That's one cheer and one boo. I want to hear. Yeah. That's 50-50. I mean, yeah. it's like two, though. Evan, thanks. Um, he's an awful basketball player. Terrible. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm processing that sentence. What do you think? I think he had a bad year last year because yeah. he got caught up in the contract and success hit him at 22 years old and he couldn't handle it. 
And then he got smoked to start the year. No championship season ever started with one teammate smoking another teammate. It just doesn't happen. Mm. It Maybe during the year, but not in camp. Very rarely, if ever. I think he just like, I, I got it all figured out. And yeah. Sports has a way of humbling you. And it humbled him last year. And then once you get into that rut of over-trying, maybe doing things that you didn't do in years before because you have the contract and taking the deep breath, and you're chasing that all season long, it just snowballs and gets worse. He's had a bad year. Yeah, I, I look at it this way. I don't think he's, an, he's a very talented player. I don't think he's a winning basketball player. That's, a, that's great. Which is an odd thing to say for a guy who helped them win a championship. But... Um, it's funny, I was listening to, uh, to Bonte, it was either yesterday or this morning, and he was saying a lot of people, I think it was yesterday when, he, when they were talking to Slater, and he goes, a lot of people misremember what he did in the playoffs two years ago. And I thought to myself, no, I remember it perfectly, and it was a mixed bag. It wasn't all bad, but it wasn't all good either. He did get benched in the Boston series. Moody did have to come in and spell him. And what I, what I repeatedly... Now, he also had some good games and some good series, especially early. But I look at that as a hidden negative, which is as the stage grew, he shrunk. Each round, he got worse. And that was an indicator. And at the time, you're like, oh, he's 21. Yeah. Hey, we're fine, right? He's got to learn. These are the bumps, all of that. But I think it ended up being a thing, which is to say we've watched Jordan Poole in the NBA many times before. He used to be called Steve Francis. He used to be called uh, Russell Westbrook, post-MVP. There's these players who it's like, sure, you're crazy, offensive, talented, but you're not playing within a team concept that's actually going to work and lead to winning basketball. And I think that's what you're also seeing now in Washington. 17 point, uh, four points per game, um, 32% from three, 41% overall. These are bad numbers. Well, you knew he was going to get his shots. I mean, yeah. that's the first thing we said when he got traded to the Wizards. He's going to get his shots. You touched on something that I could do a whole show on, and what is a winning player? People just throw those terms around, like, what is a winning player? Well, he's a winning player. He's not a winning player. What does that mean? Team concept. I, I, I could go on and on and on about that. Because I feel like I know what that means, but in today's world uh, of professional sports, it's, it's not coveted like it used to be. Well, you mentioned the 49ers. Uh, those wide receivers, those are winning players. Because? Because they're incredibly talented, but when they only get two catches in that particular game, they are dogs blocking for their teammates. And they don't care. When Debo scores seven touchdowns in a three-game span, Ayuk is sliding into the end zone next to him celebrating. They are doing everything they can for each other and within the game plan. They find a way to beat your ass. Yes. No matter what it is. And they don't care who gets the credit. And you check your ego at the door. And if we win, we all get paid. If we win a championship, everything takes care of itself. You know how hard it is to find that at the highest level mm. when you have a three- or four-year window to make all the money? Imagine if you went to law school as a lawyer and you busted your butt and you passed the bar, and they said you only have three years to make all your money as a lawyer. 
Like, athletes only have three years to make as much money as they can. So the temptation with the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is to get my numbers, to get paid, to get my contract. But will you get everybody to check their egos in at the door and do whatever they can to beat you on a daily basis in baseball or a weekly basis in football or whatever basis in basketball? That, that I don't care who gets the credit. And the cool thing about the Niners is, is whoever has a good game that week, if, if Debo scores three touchdowns or McCaffrey scores three touchdowns, the other guys are happy for him because yep. they won. Yep. And that's all that matters at the highest level is the W. And if we win, we get paid. If we win, we get the notoriety. That's so hard to find. So a winning player is not about exit velocity or launch angle or I throw 98 or I have the greatest arm in the world as a quarterback. It, it's about doing whatever it takes to win that game because it's so hard. Like I said to begin this whole thing, it's so hard to win one game no matter what sport. So if you can get a bunch of guys that are winning players – yeah, you need talent. You can't get a bunch of guys that want to win and that hit 180 every year or run five 240s, but you get the talent, and then that's when it comes to the coach. That's when the, the coach is doing his job. My last year as a, uh, as a professional, I went to camp with the Yankees. I got invited to camp as a non-roster invite, and Joe Torre comes in the clubhouse the first day, and I've told this story a million times on air, and he gets us all together, and he says, I get way too much credit for this. He goes, Derek gets way too much credit for this. Jorge gets way too much credit. Mariano, way too much credit for this. He goes, we win because we don't care who gets the credit here. Mr. Steinbrenner is going to give us every opportunity to win. He's going to go out and get whoever we need. If we win, everything takes care of itself. Derek will get his contract. I'll get, I don't deserve this. Joe's talking about himself. Joe Torrey, I don't deserve this, but I'll get a contract. So we, we don't care who gets the credit here. And guess what? We win every year. I forget how many uniforms you wore. Uh, the yeah. big brands, man. Yeah. The big brands. Um, look at the big brands on FP. <laughs> uh, we're presented by Fremont Bank. Full service banking. No compromises. We'll get to uh, many more of your phone calls coming up next. And uh, get over to YouTube and, uh, and, and, and take a look at FP Santangelo. Handsome man. Um, it's Willard and Dibs. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 